0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic
2: hits.
0: Lots to get to. By the way, Tara, it's a little bit eerie around here, isn't it, lately? Very. Eerie. Very. I, You know, I mean, I, I mean, there's a lot of negativity in the air. We all know that. But we obviously we try to bring the positive and work together. Yeah. And we have been up to recently, I suppose, because, you know, the staff here are like one big happy family.
2: And I know that sounds like such a sick cliche, but it's so true. We genuinely get on and really like each other.
0: But the family are not here. Right? No. Damien is operating, as no. you know, broadcasting from his home. Um, PJ and Jim kind of stay pretty much in the studio because we're all keeping our social distance. And Trina's
2: s- not around in the mornings like she would normally be
0: Yeah, so it's really myself and yourself and kind of Ashley and Ashling okay. and she's lightering around as
2: well Yeah You know,
0: and it's all a bit weird isn't It is it? very
2: weird None of our sales team are here Eva on reception's not here and Marina Count's not here I mean, there's They're so many people who are home. not here Sean's not here
0: Yeah, oh well
2: <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Sean's the big boss. <laughs>
0: Maybe we're not missing you too much. Whoops. I'm joking, Sean. I'm joking. We love you. Uh, you, but Andy bad news is still here to bring the bad news. To oh, me. isn't he? But he's running out of people to give out to. <laughs> he really only has me and you to give know, out to. I know. I know. So I kind of get picked on every day. Yeah, because he doesn't like giving out to me because I give a
2: bathroom. So because, yeah, it's all
0: on you. Because he does have to get. It. You know what Andy's like. He has to get it out of his system a couple of times a day. You know. So I'm really the only one he can pick on nowadays. Or oh, yeah. you charge, but it doesn't pick on you because no. no, you beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> but how are you dealing with the social isolation? Because of course you've got children so yes. you're <laughs> so you're going home. Are they gone out of their minds
2: yet? Uh, they're not far off it. now they have had a lot of school work, and they have diligently rather diligently most of the time been doing it. My daughter actually has to log in to school at a certain time in the morning now she well your daughter's doing exams isn't she's she? doing her junior cert, yeah, or supposed to be doing her junior cert, so we're waiting for that one um but yeah the the i I relented and let my seventeen year old go to Dunn's yesterday because i he was literally going straight there straight back, and as he pointed out to me, they had san, hand sanitizers and social distancing so he literally went and bought like a six pack of burger bites and <laughs> some, something fizzy to drink fizzy pop and came home and just he just needed to get out for like 10 minutes which is what happened And um, but they have been pretty good the house is a tip there's no point in me even trying to tidy it because as soon as I try to clean and tidy or any of us do it's just a disaster zone because again. So with, we've with kind of houses, given up on that score. We
0: commute back and forward to houses, we're in and out of them and we tend to keep them reasonably tidy. But well, because everybody is in it at the moment, all in most the houses, time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And they're waking up at different times of the morning and they're making breakfast and leaving the trails of destruction from, you know, melted cheese in the toasty maker to bits of pizza left all over the you know, it's just horrendous. Right. Horrendous. That's so, where I'm cracking up. I'm cracking how are up they, because the house how are they, they with the hand washing? I mean, are they listening? Do you think kids are and listening? It, yeah, they are. They definitely are. And I think some of the very... I think they actually adopted it a, a sooner than many of us older folk did. Right. Because they would have been subjected to it possibly more on social media at the start. Right, okay. Um, and seeing things like... Well, I mean, I even remember my kids when they were learning how to wash their hands in Montessori school, learned to sing Happy Birthday twice. And so this kind of evoked memories for them in a way. And they, I think they got... They got with that. And they're being quite good. And they are social distancing and they are kind of staying at home. And all I can say is thank God for technology. We moan about it. We moan about the overuse, using the iPad (laughs) as a babysitter. Oh, my God. Thank God we have it. Because Uh, without it, (laughs) this would not
0: be fun. (laughs) But what did, see, here's the thing. What did we do years ago? And one of the topics I'm going to come to later on is Sunday closing, right? Yeah. Uh, Because I want to just change the mood slightly because... What I've noticed is every day is like a Sunday, right? And actually worse, because I come in today and it's not even... It's like it's like some sort of weird... bank. It's like Christmas Day. Right? It is. It's yeah. very weird. When you drive in. And I'm thinking, the people, I'm seeing families together. Yeah. I'm seeing, you know, mums with their kids going for a little walk. I'm seeing families doing things together in the home, maybe playing a board game or whatever, trying yeah. to occupy their minds. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, this is a kind of good thing. Wouldn't it be nice to see us go back to that once a week? I mean, we brought... We had Sunday closing years ago when the pubs closed or the shops closed. That's
2: everything. right. Well, we I mean, I in my lifetime the shops weren't open on a Sunday. I remember a big hoo-ha in this country. I, I, I don't know when, probably mid to late 80s was it when mm-hmm. the idea was first mooted of opening shops on a Sunday or having race meetings on a Sunday and doing things on a Sunday because Sunday was purely for mass and home. You'd holy hour in the, the pubs. Sabbath. It was the Sabbath and it was observed. And it is kind of nice to see people going out and doing things. They can't go to the pub. They can't go to the shops. They've been getting out and doing things together as a family. And that is nice. And I'd like to think in some, you know, little house on the prairie sort of, you know, (laughs) rosy tinted (laughs) view of life that we might try and maintain some of that into the future. But I think that's probably highly unlikely. And in answer to what did we do? Well, I mean, the big thing we did, and we've spoken about this before, Niall, is to hang around with our friends and play on the road and go yeah. off to the local field or the local paddock or whatever was, was I'm, in I'm your not, area. I'm certainly not kids encouraging can't it. Do, but kids can't yeah. do that now. And Obviously. that's really important that they actually yeah. can't do that but now.
0: When we brought in the socialisation first last week and when the schools were off and before we kind of got more serious about mm. it, and I, and I understand kids kind of saw this as a bit of a time off school. And I thought it was great. I know it was wrong. But I did think it was great to see young children out playing, chasing on the field, uh, kicking a ball and doing things that they thought they couldn't do before. are mm-hmm. they doing? The, I don't know what got into them, but they suddenly became external creatures. And I thought that was, in one way, of course, we were all saying it was wrong and we all know now obviously it's wrong because obviously more information has come out from the government and more measures have come in. But at the time, there about a week ago, I thought, isn't it lovely to see kids doing what we've been asking them to do for And wanting them years. to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And
2: maybe, just maybe, as we head towards an end to this, hopefully in 12 weeks or so, if it's going to take that long, maybe the kids will have been so sick of being indoors for so long that they will actually spend their summer holidays outside playing kick the can on the road, having water fights, climbing trees, doing all those wonderful things that we want them to be doing.
0: All right, listen, thank you very much indeed, Tara. Uh, there you go, Tara Duggan. She'll bring you more news, by the way, just after. Uh one o'clock. i do forget
2: the time. <laughs> no, I'm time. going home now. Oh, <laughs> it's six o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, John, <laughs> if you want will we to in? hang on that long, I forgot back what time it
0: was for a second there. I'm starting to lose track of days it's and times. It's easily
2: done. It is. It does feel like Christmas or something.
0: <laughs> All right, thank you, Tara. Also, by the way, to point out as well, today at eight o'clock. The doll will um, take a break. They'll pause uh, because they want to give a round of applause for all the healthcare staff and frontline staff in the country who are doing such a wonderful job at the moment, uh, I suppose, in very unprecedented times. So that's today at 8 o'clock. Everybody, they're doing it across the UK, they're doing it across Europe, they're doing it everywhere. So at 8 o'clock this evening, no matter what you're doing, maybe just take a little video or a selfie of yourself, uh, round of applause, stick it up on social media, whatever it happens to be. If you're out and about, if you're standing on the street, well, not that you're supposed to be really standing too much in the streets, but however, uh, have a bit of a round, just give a round of applause just like that for all the people who are working on the front line particularly the healthcare workers across this country who are going over and above uh, the course of duty um, to actually uh, help us and because they're doing their saving lives and of course I don't want to be the pointer out of bad news but it will get worse before it gets better but what I really really want to point out because everybody's talking about it it's completely consumed the whole conversation of the nation it's almost like when you look at Sky News and RT News which I'm sure have never had better ratings for the 6-1 News and the 9 o'clock news and RTE when we look at all the news services and everything else it's we're talking about coronavirus all the time we're talking about COVID it's almost like there's nothing else in the news and there's nothing else that people want to talk about even remember years ago It seems like years ago, weeks ago, when we stopped and met somebody on the street, the first thing you always said to somebody was "Nice day today, isn't it?" That was the weather. But the first thing you say to somebody now, what do you think of all this coronavirus? That's the first thing people say to each other now. It's consumed the conversation completely. So, but what I wanted to try and say, the positive thing I want to say about this is look at the moment in this country we haven't had many deaths it's very sad to hear of those deaths and my condolences to all the people who are related to them and all the friends and to those who have gone through a tough time maybe having the virus uh, maybe you went through a really tough kind of flu-like symptoms for a week or so and some of those may have ended up in hospital taking a little bit more time to recover but the most important thing is is that most people most people the vast majority of people will recover from this uh, you are hearing other doom and gloom stories from around the world thankfully here in Ireland it hasn't been so bad yet it will probably get a bit worse and let's not fool ourselves it will get a bit worse but in saying that it hasn't been too bad and you know we got to look at the positive side of this story that in six weeks time eight weeks time I don't know when it's going to be but there is an end to it it doesn't seem like it right now, but there is an end to it. And I hope in the short term we can get back to some level of normality. Then we'll have to deal with the economic problem of it, which I think at the moment the government are giving us money. Uh, they're paying 70% of staff wages. They're they're giving out social welfare to those who've already lost their jobs. Hopefully you get your jobs back and the predicted 17% unemployment will drop back down to 7 or 8% again. Most of us get our jobs back and the economy will, will start again very quickly. I hope, I hope. All right, And I think that's the positive side of this. We've got look at the positive side of this, all right? Okay. Now, what I wanted to talk about was some of the little scuts who were out on the street, not the good kids, but some of the little scuts. And I want to ask, do you think uh, that people who break the COVID-19 restrictions should be fined? Research from Millennial Parent and Community Groups, Baby Doc Club, following the latest announcements on the restrictions and control of the coronavirus, found that 9 in 10 parents, 92%, think people who break the COVID-19 restrictions should be fined. Particularly, by the way, those kids who are coughing into people's faces. Um... I don't understand this at all. If anybody intentionally coughs into somebody's face and thinks it's funny or thinks it's part of some sort of challenge, I personally believe they should be charged with premeditated attempted murder. Because that's essentially what you'd be charged with in Italy or Spain if you did something similar to that. We did talk to somebody last week who said that was the type of charges people were getting. It's a disgusting and horrible thing to do, even without a COVID-19. It's a horrible thing to do. Now, as you know, the government announced restrictions of moving to stop the spread of the virus. And Leo Varadkar announced that people should stay at home and only leave for essential work or for a walk with no more than four people. However, since the announcement, many people are still flouting the rules. Journalist Dean Begley posted a video on social media. Yes, you have a group of approximately seven people sitting around in Phoenix Park, clearly not obeying the social distancing. You can see the park ranger in the video approach the group in their car and from what you can see from the video telling the group to kind of disperse but they didn't. A follow-up tweet from the journalist shows that the group stayed together and actually took a photograph together with them all huddled closely. Now I understand teenagers will be teenagers they don't have the same mature mind we have but given the fact that we are their parents and it's our job to tell them what to do and, you know, and given the fact that we're all trying to do our best to stop the spread of this COVID-19 and doing our utmost to comply with social distancing, it is frustrating to see a minority deciding to do completely the opposite. Um, and I want to know what you think. Um, So what do we do? In some countries there are uh, severely affected by coronavirus. They have implemented very steep fines for those who don't comply. Should we enforce fines here for people who just do not comply with the rules and the regulations? I know our laws are a little bit different to other countries and we have a constitution, etc, etc. It can be complicated, but you can be fined under the Public Order Act. Many people said that to force people to comply uh, would... uh, I suppose be a severe deterrent that if you actually force them by fines but I want to know what you think would it be unfair to do that now I want to go to Laura Erskine who's a parenting expert and uh, with the Baby Doc Club Uh, Laura good afternoon nice to talk to you again
3: and you good afternoon
0: how are you getting on by the way with those bored children of yours
3: (laughs) my god It's a challenge, I have to say. I have a 10 year old, an eight year old, and a 14 month old.
0: Right. Oh, my. So,
3: yeah, Yeah. at the moment, I'm paying the older ones to look after the younger ones.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) Well, I think Tara was right when she said a few minutes ago we spent years giving out about technology, but at a time like this, their iPads and iPhones and all sorts of carry on can keep them, and televisions can keep them quite busy while we get to do other things in the house.
3: Absolutely, they're a lifesaver. So um, it's all in moderation and once we're just keeping an eye uh, out as to what they're watching yeah. and actually using them for good, exploring new apps, uh, particularly okay, but, the educational fun ones.
0: Well, look, getting around to what we're kind of talking about today, we've seen that most children uh, and teenagers are complying. I have to say, most parents have instilled it in their teenagers to comply to some extent or to, uh, to most extent. But there are some who just seem to not care what do you do in that sort circumstance i mean can we blame the parents for that
3: Absolutely. well it, it it's a really hard one i mean you can't blame the parents if if they're not present when they're when their children are, are out or they say they're going for a walk i mean we all know we were teens ourselves and 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 uh, teens are are masters at um at disguising what they're really up to and so when they tell mom that they're going for a walk as part of getting some exercise and clearing their head before they hit the books again we don't know that they've all arranged to meet up via WhatsApp at the local uh, corner shop um, and congregate there so we can't blame parents for this completely however what we do need need to do is, is make sure that parents have emphasized just how serious the spread of this virus is and and we only need to look at the news. I think there should be conversations held at every dinner time asking um, children how they're feeling, no matter how old they are, about the crisis as it unfolds uh, and then addressing any family concerns that we have about uh, socialisation um, and finding new ways. But well, that's their main concern, isn't
0: it? I mean, your average teenager, their main concern is when can I go back to hanging around with my maids again? And when are we going back to school? Or do I have to do my leaving cert or my inter- or my junior cert? Or, you know, when, all those kind of things. They're, that's their concerns. And I understand. Uh, but they are rebellious by nature. And a lot of them don't want to comply and they don't understand the importance of it. And I suppose, you know, when you were talking about nine to ten, nine and ten parents, 92% think that people who break these restrictions should be fined. Do you think it would make a difference?
3: Absolutely. I think other countries have managed to, to, to do that quite effectively, in particularly in France, where, they, where they're using drones um, to actually I've seen that, uh, yeah. survey areas, common areas, and actually to send messages. Um, about breaking up, um, you know, gatherings of people, uh, and they're they're very strict in terms of, of the enforcement of those fines, and um, and threats of short periods in, in prison. So it is very serious. I think that the guardies do need to step up in, in terms of enforcing that, and um, park rangers and and anybody else on the front line that can help. Um, and it's only by this uh, repeated enforcement that that teenagers will get the message. I mean it's much like you know when we were told that um, in the 70s and 80s that smoking was bad for us and, and so many people went on to uh, not to believe it. And then even when the evidence was there about lung cancer, that that people still didn't believe it and went ahead. And it's a little bit of that blinkered, it won't happen to me attitude uh, that teenagers have. But I think all that we need to do is show them the news and actually share some of those stories about young people who have contracted the virus. I know there was a girl, a young girl who's 21 with no underlying um, health conditions over in the UK that was in the news yesterday and today, who who passed away sadly as a result of COVID-19. Um, so, so that's a very real comparison. And then there was a, um, a GAA footballer, um, or 34, fit and healthy, um, who was on um, a ventilator for for a period of time. Thankfully, he's now recovering. But yeah. again, highlighting just how serious it is.
0: Yeah, and see, because the kids just, they're listening to the news as well, and they're hearing the story, ah, well, look, it doesn't really affect children too much, which it doesn't, thankfully. Uh, there has been isolated instances and stories of children around the world who have been affected by it, but it's quite unusual and quite rare. And that goes for most viruses, by the way. Children have great immun- immune systems it says as we get older our immune systems just don't work quite as well Uh, and they're saying well it doesn't really affect me And unless they're very close to say a granny or something they don't understand that you know even though it doesn't affect them you know they can bring it back to other people or they can carry it my mother used to call me a carrier actually when i was a child because Mm -hmm. i never got anything i used to bring everything into the house like most children so they 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 probably just don't get it are they mature enough to understand it
3: um, and not all, not all teens are. They're quite self-centred by nature, um, teenagers, uh, and they're all going through periods of uh, of change in terms of hormones, and they're 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 just really figuring out who they are, and the whole world does revolve around them, unfortunately. But now is a really good teaching moment for parents with. Teens to actually get them to to think of others, and, and I saw in in the newspaper today um, one seventeen-year-old um, who who's a member of a scouting troop has um has messaged all of the um all of the elderly people um and pregnant and mums of newborns who are at home um put put notes in, in their their letterboxes and offering to go to to the local supermarket to pick up nappies formula um some some basic essentials. And um, so that they don't have to leave their house uh, and this is that's a, a really valuable thing that that teenager is doing, and it's something that parents should should discuss with their own teens about how they can put this time to good use
0: yeah no, I, think, I I think that's a I think that's a great idea. I think essentially, you know, maybe, you know, giving their granny a ring or giving their auntie a ring and saying, you know, can I get you some stuff in the shop if they're 16 or 17 years of age, nipping down, leaving it outside their door for them and, and you know, giving, send them a message saying it's outside your door. I think that's a great thing that their kids could be doing as well and helping out in the community. I think and I, think I spoke to Tara a few minutes ago about, uh, you know, last week before, I suppose, that the more stricter enforcements came along. I saw a lot of you know families out, and I saw you know children playing football on greens and playing chase. Although I know they shouldn't have been doing it, but still, it got me to think we're starting to go back to nature a little bit. We're kids are they kind of came away from technology for a couple of days there, and I, maybe we've lear- we're learning something from all this as well. Maybe it's, it's, i know this is a bad thing, but from a family point of view, maybe it's a good thing that we're now getting together with our families and we're learning something.
3: Absolutely. I, I think um, the impact of the coronavirus on the environment is one of the silver linings of, of this pandemic um, and indeed on our family values. So um, while rivers are clearer, you know, pollution is down um, and, and people are looking at even growing fruit and vegetables in their back gardens, um, families have, have definitely recognised, um, you know, once the initial novelty of the technology has worn off they're, they're spending more quality time together they're appreciating each other a whole lot more because we know we've another four weeks ahead of us At least, um, yeah. and yeah. cabin fever is something that can really take its toll on a family so it, it makes a, if if, we, if all we've got is each other um, life will be so much easier if we're kind to each other and, and trying to find new ways of, of having fun.
0: Finally in relation to those fines that parents talk about 92% of parents believe that those you know who break the, the rules should be fined you know if Johnny or Mary six. 16-year-old gets fined, they're not going to be paying it. The mother and father are going to be paying it, unfortunately. Um, So realistically, some could say that's, that's a bit unfair in a sense when the mother and father thought they were going to the shop to get something or going for a walk to get a bit of exercise. But indeed, as you rightly said, they may have made an arrangement to meet their mates. So on those grounds, would it be fair, Laura?
3: It won't, but it will make parents put further restrictions on exercise if, <laughs> yeah. if, if that exercise doesn't prove to be the the real situation at all. And um, so um, it's not fair. And um, pocket bunny will be stopped. I'm sure uh, digital technology will be limited, uh, and those children, you know, will be sure, you know, that 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 they don't make that mistake again. And um, once they find themselves confined to the four walls of their bedroom for, for the next number of weeks.
0: All right. Well listen, thank you very much indeed, Laura Erskine, who's a parenting expert and the with the baby doc club and also you can go to parentingexpert.com. It is com, isn't it? Yes it is .com. Yes, that's Yes. Right. All right, listen, thank you very much indeed, Laura. I appreciate thank you coming on the air. All right, let me go to John. Uh, John, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, John? Oh ah! ah There we go. Sorry, John. <laughs> yeah, I lost me rag there for a second, but I'm okay now. That's good, that's good. <laughs> listen, uh, just before I start there, uh, this idea of this just uh, a round of applause in the dog
4: tonight, right? It makes me sick to the pit in my stomach to think that Simon Hallis would be standing applauding who brought down the government because there was Uh, another... Ah, John, stop giving out, John. No, no, I have to say this, because to be honest, this man brought down the government because there was another vote of no countries coming down, Now, This government and China Files have destroyed the state of our health system here. John,
0: John, uh, John, 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 at the moment, right, at this very moment in time, forget about the past, I mean... The last two weeks has consumed everybody, right? And there's no doubt about that. I'm sure it's consumed you as well as everybody else. And as much as I disagree with a lot of decisions that have been made by Simon Harris, by Leo Varadkar, uh, by Michal Martin, by uh, Simon Coveney, by Mary Lou MacDonald, and a lot of the things that have been said, you know, everybody is working together to try to do the best job possible. And, and I think under now, under the circumstances, John, there's been mistakes made, particularly in racial payments to people and trying to keep people in work. It's a learning. It's something we've never experienced before. They're making decisions on a daily basis. Some are wrong, some are right. And then we get it right, then we get it wrong. And yeah. I think hopefully we'll get it right. John, it's, a, it's the wrong day to be having a go at people i you know, and to even and to be even putting anything negative towards giving people a round of applause at eight o'clock tonight, I think John is a little bit disingenuous.
4: Well, I'll tell you why. For the simple reason, I'm, I'm not the only one thinks like this. Right? For the simple reason, like I mean, these people had their chance. I mean, the people in the health sector were crying out for help, and all of a sudden the recruitment is there now, the solid situation. See, because is there. Because they,
0: uh, yeah, but the recruitment is there because people are coming back willingly because of the crisis. John, this is, you're not putting two and two together and getting four, but you're getting five. I,
4: I, I don't know why, like, I mean, people would be giving credit, like, I mean, to the Taoiseach or Virat or Corby.
0: But because, because most family, of those guys love them or, yeah, but John, love them or hate them.
4: Killer, please, allow me to finish my point. The thing is, look, if you and me were in there, whoever is in the caretaker government at this time, you would hardly sit in your hands. This is the job they have to do. This is what they have to do. They're a caretaker government. So if they weren't, what were they going to do? Sit in the silence and do
0: nothing? So, no, not no, 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 but John, but, but what they have to do at the moment is unprecedented. And I know for a fact that the majority of the, the, the TDs that you would be familiar with, the names you're familiar with, most of them are working 16 to 18 hours a day.
4: No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm
0: just saying to you, John, will you stop? This is not the time. If you want to do that in six weeks' time when this is over, or eight weeks' time, or whatever it is this is over, and you want to come back to me and say, I think they failed miserably with this, or I think I failed... Let, let's talk about that. Let's have that conversation. But I think at this current moment in time, John, I just think that it's wrong to go down that route. They're trying their best.
4: Well, the pity doesn't do it so well. OK, well, OK, but look, anyway, we, we'll talk
0: about the, the round of applause later. Getting back to the fines, John. The
4: fines, yeah. I believe this is not the time, now to go fining people. Now, number one, as the lady would under the extra before, we'll talk about the people. Look, take yourself back to the young 17-year-old Neil Ireland and the young 17-year-old John O'Donovan, Right. We didn't give a crap what was going on in the world. We were all playing football. We were all chasing women. Yeah, we were selfish. To. Yeah. Of course. It's, it's, and it's not even being selfish, right? It's about just being young and carefree. And you don't give a damn about the world, about politics or coronavirus or any viruses. right? It's called being young and free. Simple as that. Now, finding people, and as you said, the parents have left to pay the fines who are already... Uh, overburdened and, and over, uh, stretch at the moment and Christ knows what's coming down the tax with this economy for years to come so finding people to me last us forget about it
0: but if, we, but if we don't get serious about it, and we have to be serious about it, because we don't want to end up like Spain. Um, in Spain, uh, last night alone, I got Helena to check for me there, but I think there was uh, a ridiculous amount of deaths in the last 24 hours. I think it was about four or 500 deaths in the last 24 hours, right? Um, I got Helena to give me the exact figure. Spain have now overtaken China. Um, Italy have overtaken China with the amount of deaths. Uh, like, in one day, to have hundreds of deaths... John, we have to be serious about it. And to be serious about it, we have to take every step. Yes, we don't have a cure. Yes, we don't have a vaccine. So all we can do at the moment is try and hold it off. We can't stop it, obviously. Well, Look, I so, it's so, it's and, and the young people are the ones, you know, not all the time, but the ones who are spreading it. If they're out there jumping on each other, rolling around in parks, playing well. football together and sweating and spitting towards each other or whatever it is or having the crack, they're coming back to mam and dad.
4: What? What it means is, look, I mean, the grandparents have to talk to their grandchildren, the parents must talk to the teenage kids, whatever. It's about dialogue and conversation. Finding people is not the way to go.
0: And you think that'll be an over-the-top reaction? Completely. And what about, what about these kids who think it's funny to go up and cough in somebody's face?
4: Well, if you do that, I mean, to me, that's the offences against the person act. I mean, public order, there, there, there's laws that have to deal with that. That's over the top. You're, you, you're, you're a criminal then if you do that. But as a girl, just finding people, I mean, I think is mad.
0: All right, okay, we've got to take a quick break. Thanks, John. Uh, any teens spitting, etc., somebody says here in text, should have their mobile phones taken by the police and told to bring €150 euro to a Garda station to get the phone returned. Not a bad idea. That's, that's hitting them where it hurts. They love their phones. Now, with all due respect, the Irish government are taking orders from Brussels. They're not working hard at all. Ah, will you stop? Look, love them or hate them. They are working hard. They might be making all the right decisions. And yes, I'll give out about them some days and not give out about them other days. But that's just the way it is at the moment because everybody is learning. Everybody, None of us know the answers, including them and including Brussels and including the WHO. None of us know all the answers yet. We're learning every single day. Every single day something else happens somewhere around the world or a scientist or somebody realises something and we change strategy or we train, change tact just like the HSE did this week when they did in the relation to their testing. A lot of people are giving out about the, why they've changed the testing and now you have to have obviously two of the symptoms before they'll test you and those people who were booked in for tests are not getting them the reason they did that was because they got 30,000 tests and they had noticed that the majority of people they were testing were coming back negative which is a good thing by the way but what was happening was they weren't; it wasn't painting a very accurate picture so there was no point in testing somebody who just thought they had it uh, you know what I mean if somebody, so they have to test people who they believe genuinely might have it and that means we get a, very, a more accurate picture there's no point in doing thousands and thousands of tests of people who are negative because the tests unfortunately are hard to come by because every country in the world wants them at the same time And uh, there's a huge influx of travellers arriving uh, in Ratkeel and causing havoc there. Uh, They're going around in gangs and they're peeping and pooping and spitting in footpaths. Well, this is, they're not all of them. Obviously, some of them are doing it, maybe. And not taking one bit of notice of the uh, coronavirus rules. Um, They're coming back to Tesco in Newcastle West in droves at night and buying what drink there is available for parties at home. Uh, Okay, I think we should bring in the army to control them. That comes in from Anna. I think, well, Anna, we may have to bring in the army to control everybody if nobody's taking notice, not just that's just a particular members of the travelling community. Uh, okay, keep texting, uh, keep WhatsApping. The number is 87 188 zero eight. Should we bring in fines? And how are you getting on through this coronavirus and through this social isolation and through this tough time? Let me go to Paul. Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Paul? No, no, I love it. Nice talk to you. Nice to talk to you, Paul. Do you believe that fining them will will have any effect whatsoever, young people who just won't listen? none whatsoever right okay
5: simply because the fines won't be paid
0: well they probably won't you're probably right
5: we're, we're, all, we're millions of unpaid fines uh, presently you know and they'll never be paid um my my solution would be like robbie's but of course you'd have the civil liberties crowd down on top of you if you try to try to do that yes yeah. um other than that maybe a strict supervised community service right and i
0: mean strict
5: community service not, uh, not uh, turning up one day and never to be seen again.
0: Right, so any any kind of teenager that's got doing something wrong, we give them community service whereby they'll end up having to paint the, the local library fence or whatever it is. Or.
5: Exactly, or tidy up the parks or
0: yep. football. Good back. idea, good I idea. Yeah. That
5: would be my solution.
0: Yeah, and yeah. obviously they'll have to do that when this is all over, not now, but when exactly. this is all yeah. over, yeah.
5: But as I said, it'll have to be strictly strictly uh, super- supervised and adhered to, you know, not just. Uh, not just a kind of a,
0: you know. And where you're living, Paul, I mean, I, I don't know what part of the country you're living in, but where you're living, do you, do you notice that are, are young people generally compliant? Uh, well, I'm living
5: out the country now, so I wouldn't see that much of it. And, and I'm adhering to the isolation, you know, staying at home, you know, so I wouldn't see that much of it. But there is a lot of unsocial uh, behaviour that goes on in, in in the nearby city in Galway, where I live, there's quite a lot of it, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. they're on a up there and... Uh, yeah. By the way, like, before, I, before I let you go... Very shortly we're going, into, we're going to have a nation of Charlie Lansbury's because I don't know where can I get a haircut or anybody I know can get a haircut. Jesus, we're in an awful way.
0: Right, well, you, no. you, you wanted to get your haircut?
5: Well, if it just goes on much longer, I don't know if you know Charlie Lansworth. He's a singer. A singer, yeah, I've heard of yeah. him. Yeah, well, yeah. You're not going to end up
0: like him. Jesus, I, I didn't... know. I mean, with the greatest respect to Charlie, I thought he was dead. He's a very old fella. Oh, Lord, yeah, he is, yeah. But, uh, he's, How old is he now? Well, I, I don't know. He must be in his 80s.
5: Well, possibly, but sure, he's entitled to live to isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is, absolutely. No, just, no, I'm just we're saying
0: he must be in his 80s. He's an we're old all, man.
5: We're all going to end up like him. Yeah. So what? So
0: up. you're looking for a haircut? Well, not just me. All my buddies as well. I, I, I should I, let it grow, Paul. Let, a, let it grow.
5: I'm a former member of the Defence Forces, and I like a nice, tidy haircut. Oh, no,
0: you're, you're the short back and sides man, are you?
5: Yeah. Well, not quite short back and sides, but a nice, neat haircut.
0: Right. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't attempt to do it yourself.
5: <laughs> no, no but
0: the, wife, the wife is talking about it. That no worries me. I should give her a go. <laughs>
5: no, go. I've got a few drinks first. How, how and, difficult could it be? And one other thing that i will like a serious note before I let you go. When this is all over and done with, I hope the same people that saddled the the, the financial crisis this it's
0: not the same people that have to pay it all back again. Yes, yes. No. I, I, I get you. In unless, other words, unless it, I hope we're not burdened with extra taxes. Well, I hope I hope everybody pays their, pays their share, you know. That's, Absolutely. You know, I get you. I get just you. Just and some, I agree with you, Paul. Absolutely agree just with you. one section of the community, you know. Thanks for that, Paul. Appreciate it. Let me go to Peter, our friend in Malaga. Peter, how are you? Grand, thanks. Thanks ah, for i yourself. jeepers, <laughs> Peter. You know, here we were three weeks ago, me and you chatting about the wonderful life that's, that it is, Spain and Malaga and jeepers they've had their their the most amount of debts in the last 24 hours it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah it's very yeah. doom and it's, gloomy over there isn't it yeah
1: yeah it's it is but you know even worse was that uh it's been uh, raining for a week non-stop as well you know so uh the sun's just come out today but yeah. uh yeah we 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 all keep up with the news and that you know um i mean obviously you know it's, it's a it's a big country here you know, I mean, we're so we're doing many, the whole thing.
0: We're doing the social isolation. We're doing the all the unnecessary yeah. businesses <laughs> closed. We're doing all that kind of stuff, right? And and thankfully, you know, we've only had about seven deaths so far, and mm. um, we've a little over thirteen hundred cases or whatever it is, fourteen hundred cases at this stage. Uh, nine deaths. Mm. So I, I apologise. Nine deaths we've had so far. Um, and although it's nine deaths, too many, it's still it's only nine. So we're we're kind of saying, oh, look, you know, we're, we're, we seem to be escaping the worst of it so far, thankfully. But when we look uh, across the water at Spain and Italy... I
1: think it's going to, uh, just watch, it's going to increase, you know? Oh, no, I have no, no I have no but doubt have it will. Hit. I
0: have no doubt it will.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have to hit a peak. But here, while you're seeing about Spain, but what, what they're doing here is, because everybody's locked in, okay, you can only get out for certain things and you do get fined if you're not doing the right things. 600 euros, unless you get beaten up first. But...
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Spain <laughs> you took three, their eye off two. the ball. Because we, we yeah, were kind it, of it, worried it, about it, it before it, it, you were.
1: Yeah, initially, but now they're really clamping down. I mean, they, they, they hose, power hose, every single street in every city with disinfectant every day, every night. I'm talking about handrails, bus stops, every single thing you can think of that's on the streets. Walls, they're just disinfecting everything every single day. But well, well, What so I'm trying they, to say they, to
0: you is, are they making up for lost time because... When we spoke to you first, Peter, and, and we had that great conversation yeah. with you going back three weeks ago, we were already a bit in the throes of it. So we were already concerned yeah. about it. We were already taking steps. Whereas Spain were kind of taking an, ah, sure, look, it won't happen to us attitude. And, yeah, and, I, and I, I, but I think we nipped it in the bud, so to speak.
1: Yeah, these countries, these countries, you know, in the Mediterranean are more manana, manana, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And lax, and uh, let's do things slowly. And yeah, but then it's like any, any business here. Uh, it takes forever to, to get to the, you know, get through red tape. But once you do, it explodes. It's really good, you know, and that's what they're doing here 650 now. Really people people Six, 655 people yeah. died.
0: 655 people died the last yeah. 24
1: hours. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it has to hit a peak. It has to keep going until this goes down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it depends on each province because a lot of provinces are way
0: down in what they were before. You know what I mean? Okay, so uh, it, it just depends on the years in. But, but and where um, where are you we are in Malaga now? What's it like there now at the moment? Are they giving local kind of deaths and local cases? Are they in the, on the local? Yeah, news? you do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like Malaga, for instance, a few days ago, they were up to four, about four hundred and fifty nine cases. Right. But in the whole of Andalusia, in the whole of Andalusia, which is eight provinces. Okay, uh, you're looking at a, a few days ago eighty seven deaths. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So then it increases, obviously. But in and the, there's thousands and thousands of cases. They say it might reach a peak of fifteen thousand cases in Andalusia. Yeah,
0: you know, the mean, no, no, don't get me wrong. I am taking into consideration the, Spain, the population of Spain yeah, versus the population yeah. of Ireland. But still, you but know, it is when, the when second worst country behind. Yeah. yeah, but still, four, over four thousand dead people. I mean, in a, you know, yeah, a few yeah, weeks, of course, of course. You know? yeah, yeah. I think
1: worry. also it's because Spain was is heavily. One of the top ten countries in the world for tourism, particularly down the Costa del Sol and Andalusia. So you had every Tom, Dick, and Harry coming here. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: And Malaga Airport is one of the most used airports in Europe. You know.
0: Well, you're you're now into your second phase, so to speak, of lockdown. I mean, (laughs) because they extended the lockdown after 14 days there on Monday, wasn't it? Um. So. No, after the first seven days, after the first seven days, they've extended
1: it till uh, 13th of April. Yeah, yeah. And we're 12 days into our lockdown.
0: So, so how does that feel now? I mean, how are you bored out of your head yet, or? Well, no. Myself and my wife just kill each other Monday to Friday, and right. then uh, at the weekends. <laughs> at the weekends. Are you, are you selling? We, we. I know you're in real estate. Can you work from home? Are you selling any properties? From no, home? we
1: can't. No, no. This is the thing. No, I can't. Because we're not allowed. Only the construction industry can go ahead at the moment, yeah? So we can't, but we're going to get some sort of support for it, you know what I mean? Everybody, right. like, in every country gets, you have to apply for it and this and that, you know what I mean? But you have to go through a lot of red tape.
0: Are they doing the same so, as they're uh, doing here? Are they giving, are they giving people uh, who are out of work, you know, a, a portion of their income?
1: Yeah, things like that, you know, and and businesses and that. But it's it's just it's like everywhere else. They they stand up and say these things, but actually going to apply and getting it is is the wrong road, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So how is how are you surviving financially then? Well, I can't. Right, okay.
1: Because well I have to just live with what I have, you know what I mean? And yeah. just wait, you know? until I get the support, you know what I mean? I have to apply for it and that, you know? Yeah. But one thing that's keeping everybody going here in Spain, can I just mention this? Yeah? Yeah. Is is there's a Facebook page called Rock the Lockdown. Okay? Rock the Lockdown. And uh, yeah. yeah, Rock the Lockdown. Now it's got over five hundred thousand members since uh only a few weeks. And what it is, it's a couple here. Um it's a guy called Ali Hughes and Lucy Pardot. He does Robbie Williams tributes. And they set up this Rock the Lockdown for all the musicians here in the Casa del Sol to beam live from the homes to all of us. And they do 20 minutes each on Facebook live, yeah,
0: okay. from all their homes. Right, okay. And now it's gone worldwide. It's gone worldwide. Okay, so some of these could end up being stars at the end of this, yeah. <laughs> Well, rock, yeah, well, okay, if anybody
1: from Ireland, yeah. rock the lockdown and you can join the page. And this weekend they're doing another uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday from three in the afternoon to 11 at night. And just constant musicians and any musicians out there in Ireland can uh, can apply to, to play on it as well. If if, if, if they you want to. It, you know? yeah. But it's just something for everybody to watch. You know yeah, what I mean? No, I
0: mean, because yeah. absolutely. And I've said to people, you know, if you're involved in media or podcasting or whatever it is, now is the time because you've got a captive audience, essentially. You know, because people yeah, are exactly. bored, they want something different to look at. They're sick looking at Netflix, you know what I mean?
1: Exactly, so. and it's brilliant for people who are on their own in the houses and that, because they get to, to watch this every weekend, and it's live, and it's real. You can make comments, you can like, love us, and, you know, it's just brilliant, you know, for anybody yeah. out there, or any, anybody that wants to, uh, if they're sitting at home in Ireland. But, yeah, I mean, getting back here, it's, um, I, think, I think now the sun's out, it's going to test everybody's mental state, because they're 12 days in lockdown.
0: Yeah, and and of course it is getting warmer now. Of course, and we're not obviously familiar with the heat. Obviously, only when we go on holiday. So it is more difficult. Peter, I've run out of time. Lovely talking to you again. Keep up with us, all right? Okay, thanks very much. Stay safe. All right, Uh, there you go. There's Peter, who's in living in Malaga, Irish man, been living there for many years now, and obviously the Spanish situation quite serious at the moment. With 650 people, fifty-five people died in the last 24 hours.